Yeah, yeah, because yeah, how do you define entrepreneurship? It's difficult. Um, on my worst days, I have been going down on my knees, naked, crying in the middle of my <laughs> of my Fuck. fucking house because I had really bad days. I'm good. Right, I'm good. <laughs> Action. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Donuts Talk, where we empower your journey to success and personal growth. My name is Jared, and today we have a special guest, Nelson Eno. Nelson Eno is an entrepreneur from El Salvador who is now based in Germany. He is the founder of WeSpark and the and the Manny. He has appeared on multiple conferences, TEDx talks, and major newspapers such as Forbes. He is here today to share his personal journey and insights in the realm of entrepreneurship and in Bitcoin. Welcome, Nelson Eno. <laughs> well, Nelson Eno, uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm happy to have you on. It's an honor. We've known each other for a little while now, even though we met once, <laughs> which was yeah, last Yeah, but we year. have that many times here, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. So what's your background, Nelson? Uh, my background? Um... Maybe from the personal side, I have to say that I'm Salvadorian. Like I was born and raised in El Salvador. It wasn't called Bitcoin country or anything. Um, I went to a German school there. Uh, it was the only uh, private school that my parents could send me because it was um, greatly subsidized by the German government, I mean, like 80% or something. So I got normal German education, gymnasium, as they, as they call it, Gymnasium Novitua. And after this, I, you know, like I had the option to go, to go and, and, and study in Germany. And I, you know, I, I wanted to experience another culture, be in another place, kind of like, not be my own boss, but at least, you know, like be independent. <laughs> and with that in mind, I decided to go study in Germany. Uh, I studied, let me remember, so something like industrial engineering, but with a specific, like with the specifics of a product engineering or product development engineering. Then I did an MBA in sales and service engineering. And yeah, I mean, with the time I started working for several companies, like some of the highlights, uh, you know, when I was first starting and being an intern, you know, it was like at Microsoft or, or Siemens. But then eventually I ended up working uh, a lot in IT companies in um in like automotive or like auto production companies uh, and then a lot to do with aircrafts and airlines. So working for MROs, companies that repair aircrafts and I'm working for airlines such as uh, Avianca Airlines in America, in South America. And uh, most most of my very recent corporate work was at Lufthansa and multiple companies within Lufthansa, the German airline. And yeah, and then since like around five years, I became an entrepreneur. Actually, like next month is gonna be the the full five year cycle uh, with Whisper. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to break free from nine to five work, and I did. Yeah. Now I get to work like twelve hours a, a week, a week no, twelve hours a day every day of the week. <laughs> but yeah, so at least I broke free from nine to five, and I work more. But at least I'm my own boss. Um, and yeah, and then I started opening a series of, of companies. Uh, now, like uh, the Minion Airbnb being the fifth and sixth. I mean, if it's a single company, so to say, but like the fifth company so far. Okay. But yeah. So, so what, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? What, what got you running in this um, ventures? Yeah, well, I've been asked a few times. And to be honest, there are some background reasons. Uh, my parents, they are both entrepreneurs. They have like four or five companies together. Um, not too big, but in total around 150 employees. 
focusing mostly on everything that has to be with customer support and PR communication and so on. Um, so the companies are based in El Salvador and while growing up, I mean, basically when I, when I was a baby, I already knew that, uh, that at some moment, um, I mean, sorry, when I was a baby, my, my father was already an entrepreneur. So growing up, I always kind of like had the thought like, ah, maybe one day I will be my own boss and so on. And then I will listen to my father. Then eventually my mother also came entrepreneur. Uh, but to be honest, I just started discovering that I was really, really good at certain things and that I was always overperforming <laughs> some of my teammates. Uh, and then I thought it's like, maybe, just maybe I can just like learn a little bit about marketing, learn a little, little bit about legal stuff, learn a little bit about entrepreneurship, and then just like teach myself everything what you need, like about organizational stuff and so on to be able to do my stuff. And with the increasing feeling of, like being a tiger inside of a mini cage, you know, like just like walking in circles, just things taking circles, too long yeah. and so on. I remember uh, finally had like like the third strike. <laughs> like like for me, I, I had a third strike on, on things that I really wanted. I said like, okay, that's it. I want to be a I want I want to be entrepreneur, whatever it takes. And and so I started Whisper with the pure intention of um, well helping other people reach innovation, which is what, what I, I was doing the best at every of my last jobs. And yeah, and I said like, you know, if I have an innovation agency and I'm helping a lot of different companies in many different industries with multiple people, like super heterogenic perspectives and eventually being exposed to hundreds of ideas, like even thousands by now, um, then I thought maybe one day I'm going to have that super cool digital scalable world changing idea that i would like to persuade and to even empower it with spark and at this point is where we are now at this point you met me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point, yeah more on that later i guess yeah um how would you define innovation because i know you like the word and you used it all um <laughs> <laughs> how would you define innovation you know I, I don't even know what is the what is the definition of innovation. I haven't bothered to read it because I'm most likely going to be um, feeling like embarrassed <laughs> by someone else writing an innovation. But but yeah. So what it what is important is what is the practical definition of innovation. For that, at Whisper, we have one. By the way, I haven't been asked this question in a long time, but I still have the answer very <laughs> like very clear in my mind, and it's that. Um, if you ask me and uh, anyone in the Whisper team, innovation is a state of mind. And it's a state of mind that helps you basically like create products or services that bring value to the world, that bring value to other people. And that is innovation. What is not innovation is, and this is what most people incorporate in, is that innovation is maybe like uh, some processes or maybe allocating some resources or having some metrics and pushing people or... Maybe the most dangerous, a lot of people think that innovation is about just ideas or or that innovation is about knowing some creativity or innovative methods. And that is not all innovation. It all plays a role, but in most big companies, and, and the reason why I started Whisper is that I saw that people were striving far away from what innovation really is. And what innovation really is, is creating, like as a company, creating the culture that allows people to reach this innovative mindset. And as a person, and you know, like from 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 the individual view, is that you know, like reaching this innovative mindset again and again. 
Perfect. Yeah, so I hope that kind of like, yeah, like tells us a great answer. That was a great answer because obviously innovation is very, very important when it comes to entrepreneurship. It might be one of the main pillars of it. And uh, I I think you um, summarized that uh, pretty well. <laughs> um, you went on a, tele- a TEDx talk um, a bit over two years now, I think. I think it was December 2021. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait, it was... 2009 i don't know i don't know i don't know i think it was december 2021 yeah okay cool like what the timeline and the time frames like it's everything like before covid is very clear you know like the timeline just fucked up you have no idea what's going on time flies yeah, the internet, Apple changes the world, internet <laughs> is growing, everything goes digital, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, then, you know, fast. like, uh, we have big crises, then some some years of, of things growing, and then COVID comes and, and everything is just, <laughs> but but yeah, ex- so a few years ago. So a few years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's stick with that. Um, but so you started, um, you went on a stage to talk about innovation and how, um, schools and the education system actually um i wouldn't say like break breaks the creativity and innovative mindset of um children um i mean do you want to talk about that what's your take on that yeah sure i mean um maybe let's start on why i wanted to do this TED talk which is i guess like the 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 most interesting part about it uh, and why I wanted to do it is I had this kind of like a growing anger, you can call it, so or dissatisfaction with the current education system. I felt that it's more like like indoctrination, you know, like okay, you need to do this or that, and people need to like write down whatever the teacher says. Like, what are you training for to become a secretary or something? You know, something. <laughs> these are kind of things that are going on <laughs> in my head. Yeah, and. And then, I mean, I'm not against education, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's 100% needed, and education gets a lot of things uh, right. But the problem is that uh, when you have a system that is very standardizing and that doesn't allow enough flexibility for individuals to discover how to learn, because that's the whole point, right? Is learning how to learn is the biggest, most important skill and what people forget the most, I feel. But yeah, but getting to that, you have to... Allow, allow some wiggle room, some some individual path that every single kid uh, can take so that they find the best way to learn. And, you know, like some people are better at math or people are getting a, better at art stuff and so on. And we all can have a foundation, but uh, even through, if we still want to have the same foundation, we all have different approaches. And with this growing anger of, uh, you know, that, that, that was based off my experience. I never really fit anywhere and i can tell you that when i was at school i always felt odd i always felt unheard when i was at university i wouldn't go to most of the subjects like i would go like to from every like 10 classes i would go to one 1.5 two classes or something and uh, you know the ones that i went i really liked them i will pass with the best grades and all the other ones i would just pass with the minimum grade because you know what 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 was I doing, right? I was there to learn some things that I might use in the future, and then the rest I was there just to get a title and to pass anything with the minimum amount of effort, so that I can party, so that I can meet 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 friends, so that I can explore Germany, and so on. 
so with that in mind um yeah um i just i just thought that it would be really nice to apply everything what i knew and had learned so far about innovation and just see how it would change or how or or, or what it would use Uh, what it would suggest to change on the innovation side, uh, sorry, on the education side. And so it started. So with that in mind, uh, I mean, you saw the TED Talk, right? So I don't want to spoil anything on it, but when you watch it, um, and if you watch it, I'm assuming that you do, yeah. you will see that it, is, it tries to make the entire topic very visual, right? Yeah. So that anyone can have their own interpretation on it. And that's what I want to allow that, you know, that, Um, everything what I what I usually do or where I work, I try to make it so visual and so simple. Sometimes even oversimplifying some stuff, but the intention is to be a little bit polarizing so that people can have a say. So with all my work, people always will criticize or will say that they like it or will add something alternative to it. Why? Because I made it easy to understand. Mm -hmm. So if you have some extremely complex long test, like if you want to explain a topic and you take 500 pages to explain it and so on, no one will participate. Like you will just like uh, <laughs> just filter the, 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 the possibilities or the amount of people that the cool even have the willingness and knowledge and the time to get into your topic and comment on it, you you just make it to zero, right? Well, you just keep things very easy and open and clear, then people will always have something to say. And that's the whole point, you know, because when everyone has something to say, then we actually achieve this kind of like uh, common and, 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 and democratize uh, knowledge building, so as to say, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I'll link the I'll link I'll link the TED talk I'll link uh, the TED talk um, to thank this you, uh, episode. Yeah. It's, for it's sure. a cool one. It's a yeah, cool it's one. good. Honestly, uh, leave a comment. Uh, you know, with that also you can leave a comment. Think, with whatever I think you I think left, criticize I, it. I must have left a comment <laughs> like a year or two ago. Um, but I encourage uh, ah, okay, those okay. listening to go on and show your support to Nelson nice, on his TED you. talk. And Adam Sandler, I'm not saying anything. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Your philosophy includes principles like always add value and don't forget where you come from. Uh, how has that guided you in your pursuit of entrepreneurship and perhaps other domains and realms? Look, I feel that this makes it always go for the hard way, um, but it can only result in positive things. I mean, when you're adding value to other people, things can only work. The thing is that adding value is a, more difficult than just talking about adding value. Mm -hmm. Right, um, you will find lots of places, uh, pages, websites, companies, institutions, whatever, over promising things, uh, telling about some audio that 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 they that they add. And maybe they add a little bit, but if they are not deeply concerned about adding the most value per buck, the most value per dollar per satoshi, you know, then uh, yeah you're most likely to have, um, first of all, like customers that are not fully satisfied, problems, you're most likely to make mistakes and so on, whether if you always start from the perspective is, okay, who's my potential customer and which problem I am solving for her, for him and so on for them, for them then uh, from this perspective, and I was thinking that, you know, what is the most value that you can add? It's just a, let's call it a oversimplified recipe for success. 
because you know like from whatever perspective even like uh, some like spiritual religion perspective let's say like karma right you add value to other people right you're you're helping other people improve their lives solve their problems and so on then you will get more karma points mm-hmm. you know from an economical deeply economical perspective the more the more a uh, value you add the more people will buy from you the higher uh, the amount that they are willing to pay the more they will recommend to other ones and then you can become rich if that is your goal right uh, from um, from a process perspective if you just concentrate on adding value first before anything else then you will reach the end of your process and your goal faster so whichever whichever lens you want to or perspective you want to use like now now see this this topic from if you are adding value first then you know you will never go wrong perfect <laughs> that was well said well said that was <laughs> yeah. perfect um so El Salvador adopted Bitcoin in September 2021, right? Um, did you go into Bitcoin because your home country adopted Bitcoin? <laughs> Or is it more of your um, entourage? That, that <laughs> Look, I will, tell, I will tell my the real story. No censorship, yeah. okay? It gets very dirty. <laughs> okay. It gets very, very dirty. <laughs> go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so, it's... Twi- 2021, right? Yeah, 2021, it was. I just read, and some people come and ask me, like, uh, about, oh, look, uh, Nayib Bukele. Uh, the, oh, by the way, he's been re-elected. But then, and still currently, the, yeah, the president of El been... Salvador re-elected yeah, again uh, yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, or no, the day before yesterday, yeah, well, doesn't matter. Yeah. thing is that uh, he just came and announced that, uh, you know, implementation of Bitcoin as a legal tender. So I was like, wow, okay, you know, I have been hearing this topic, but now it's something that that is, you know, concerning my country. So maybe I should learn about it. Fast, fast forward one, one month, I am going for a run and I fell down and broke a hand. By the way, it just happened again two weeks ago. I have a broken hand. Maybe I should go to the hospital. You should. <laughs> That'd be wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it seems like the, the same type of, of, of fracture. So I'm just trying not to use it. So no more climbing, no more no more swimming. <laughs> but yeah, don't worry about it. The thing is, I break a hand and I have to stay at home for a weekend. I remember this weekend I was alone uh Uh, at home and I said like okay what will I do I have a broken hand I cannot do parties not nothing nothing so no exercise and I just it just occurred to me maybe because of a uh, all the whole Bitcoin thing and and the whole NFT trends that I've been hearing again and again in 2021 over the over the years for me back then Bitcoin and NFTs was the same thing it's just the same <laughs> same word so you know like like at this point My knowledge was based virtually zero, right? Just the most normal person in, in, in this in this in this spectrum. I know nothing. Uh, very much like John Stone. So I said I'm going to explore these NFT things. <clears throat> I created an NFT project um, on this weekend. On the next weekend, I sold it out. It was like 200 pieces or something. And Yeah, a lot of money came in, and I was like, "Wow, that is the, you know, this is the Whoa. power of, of 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 the of the internet and the power of cryptocurrencies and so on." So, for around one month, I was extremely bullish, and I stopped uh, everything in my company. I asked all of my employees. I had back then five employees. 
And I told them that I need one month to go and learn some new stuff. So I started to go absolutely, totally like a digging into learning, you know, like uh, starting with, with, I started with Cardano, by the way, and then Ethereum and so on, learning as much as I could. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, like, uh, like in this moment, the, the bull run is starting to end. I start seeing how my money is uh, kind of like, like, like going down the drain. I talked with a friend who is uh, uh, Abdul, by the way, he's um one of my oldest friends that I know that he's a Bitcoiner as well. Uh, we know each other from university and he told me like, ah, look, he started showing me some graphs comparing the, the, the altcoins, right? Uh, shitcoins you can argument uh, in comparison to Bitcoin. And and yeah, and I, I, I just saw like, wow, okay, I'm really losing value. So um, yeah, back then I still made a lot of mistakes. And uh, in summary, I lost everything that I had on altcoins. I got liquidated on, on my Bitcoin for, for leveraging and, and, and all this stuff. So all the classic <laughs> yeah, yeah, mistakes. I've been that too. Um, I end up paying uh, everyone the same amount of Cardano that they pay for the NFTs back because I wanted to be able to continue working in the industry and I wanted to close this chapter, right? I created an NFT project without knowing anything. So I... I didn't this time because I was just testing something over the weekend. I didn't really focus on adding value. I thought that the value was the art, but but I didn't know enough. So I ended up paying the people back. Everyone who wrote me like, oh, can you pay this, that? So I'm just like, okay, here, poop. This is your 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 Cardano. Here's your money back, your money back, your money back. You can keep the NFTs. I don't care. So after doing this, um, I remember that it was six months since my friend recommended me to learn about Bitcoin. And then I started reading this book that he sent me over, uh, The Bitcoin Standard. And I started reading it. And after like half an hour, one hour, I'm like, jeez, I should have read this like, <clears throat> like one month ago. So I ordered three copies of the book right away because I know that I want other people to read it. By the way, I have ordered it like six, seven times so far. And now the little Bitcoin book, like also like eight times and they give it to everyone that, that I love. Uh, but yeah, but then I started reading it, getting into it. And then very quickly, just like one year after I was even like consulting the, the uh, El Salvadorian government around things around Bitcoin and so on. So I went into learning about many other ecosystems, but mostly about Bitcoin to the point that Look, I am still, you know, like I still have dirty hands. So as to say, I still uh, own altcoins or shitcoins. So some people, my argument, but most, most of, of of what I have is in Bitcoin. And I really like this philosophy. By the way, only someone has, you know, like maybe I lost it. <laughs> Who knows? But um, again, what I want to say is that what I really like about Bitcoin is the, the people that I found, uh, that, that I met, uh, the philosophy, uh, you know, it just goes with with some of the values principles that I have. It kind of like if it would be a religion, it feels very much like like Buddhism or something. Well, Buddhism is not a yeah. religion; it's more like a spiritual. Yeah. Sorry for that. Like technically, it's a, a way yeah, of yeah, living. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, you remember when uh, at the crypto rockstars um, conference in when was it May? I I, I named my and. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was last yeah. La last year. That's <laughs> what I moved. <laughs> I named my um my presentation. Bitcoin as a way of living to really talk yeah. about the philosophy of it and the way, yeah, exactly what you said, the philosophy. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, enjoying that uh, a lot, a lot, and how all this, like, uh, Bitcoin changed your exactly. life and your way of living. That was Just really on. nice. But yeah, but then indeed, you know, it, like, it kind of, like, uh, pro proves the point, right? Uh, that, you know, there, there is something more about it. Everything else that I am, okay, some things are 
quite some exciting for some reason and so on but it's, it's just different it's just it's more like 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 gambling or something or but yeah but it's, it's different so for everyone there is a is a it's a token out there i guess um with different levels of risk uh, there's different methods of doing things. Some people are trading Bitcoin. Some people are gambling with Bitcoin. Other people just really truly understand it and they have another way of accumulating it, mm-hmm. uh, right? And, and yeah, so like my favorite is, is clear. Look, I have here, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go, yeah. All the way on Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. perfect. Because I had, um, you know, um, Paco de la India, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I ah, just okay, had him yeah. on the um, on the show. Uh, when was it? Two days ago. Ah, perfect. Yeah, I was just uh, writing him on Twitter that I will see him on a uh, Bitcoin Atlantis in around one month, less than oh, a month. Nice. Yeah, if you will be there, it looks like it's gonna be a really, really. Where, cool when event. is it and where? first uh, to the third of March, a uh, Madeira. This this uh, I, this island, like I believe, close to Canarian Islands, is a Portuguese yeah. island in the Atlantic. I'll see uh, because I'm 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 in university in the UK at the moment, so it's a bit it's a bit complicated. But I look I'm 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 looking to go to the Bitcoin Prague 2024. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna attend that one too. Let's see, let's see. Yeah. I'll see because I've been to Prague before and they've got a big community. And apparently, the the conference is it's not bad. <laughs> so. So you're into bit. So you're into Bitcoin, 2021, 2022. When did you start thinking of creating a decentralized engagement platform, which so, is now Dimani? W- yeah. So okay, now I'm working um, on 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 one project at the time, which is Dimani, but it has like several perspectives. It has three perspectives on on the project. So. When I was uh, going into all these uh, altcoins and NFT, NFT stuff and so on, I was learning a lot. Uh, and then I started to think, you know, okay, how can you actually add value? How can you reduce the gambling? How can you at least uh, help people understand what they are getting into and so on? And at the same time, um, I had these uh, things that I wanted to change in the world. Like just today and earlier early, 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 uh, yesterday in the night I was watching a video call um, from YouTube from a discussion from Linus Tech Tips and it's argumenting that the internet is dying and it is dying due to how marketing works and SEO and so on so um, I mean I grew up with the internet I was like 13 when I did my first like website and started like going in online when I was 8, 1900, 90s something um 1998 90, 99 and so on so i checked like i don't even remember which which windows was 95 98 <laughs> there was <laughs> so, so I, you know like that's the thing is when you're born in in, in a poor country is that uh, when uh, like innovation and everything just came very quickly you know i lived the, the story of the internet and like what other people live in 20 years i live in like seven years um but um coming back to it um wait and i i got lost i got lost what was the question again so did i come back to it uh what made you create the money ah yeah sorry sorry, the that no, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Now, now coming back so i've been like in the internet for a long time just kind of like creating content growing at some point i was joking that i was a meme connoisseur or something i was there was a website called uh, nine gag and so on and I really like all this interactive stuff, all this like community-driven 
uh, platforms, forums. I've been participating in Reddit, like e everywhere, right? If there mm -hmm. was a social media, I was there. But as of late, I feel that that you know, like everything is is just going in the same direction. So just like advertising, advertising. You have like Instagram, you know, like just people showing people a lot of things that don't add value to them. It's like, oh, look, I'm here on vacation and so on and. And at the end, just making people sad in the long term. Then I also see like like TikTok and so on. Just like people kind of like doing dances and so on. Okay, cool. At least if you do a TikTok, you're you're burning some calories. But all than that, if you're scrolling TikTok, you, like wh where are you gonna go, right? I mean, what are you gonna learn? It's just doing so, scrolling. Yeah, we wanted that. Like, if you cannot get rid of advertising at all, because it's always going to be there. At least instead of a few hands collecting all the advertising money. You have to imagine that Google exists due to that, right? Google, Facebook, slash Meta, uh, and, and all these... these yeah, they all rely on ads and... Yeah, they, they yeah. all rely on ads, and they are the, the major winning companies, the ones that are getting, like, 90% uh, plus of all the money mm -hmm. into it. And I said, like, okay, so if ads are here to stay, which they are here to stay, why mm. not just at least make it so that this money flows from the companies to your customers here right yeah why give your your marketing budget to google facebook and co when you can give it to your customers the people who truly understand your product or service who can really generally tell what they like about it what could be better who could like create a like tutorials who could create video reviews who can like make infographics or create memes explaining things so it's just if you think about it, this is very very logic but why hasn't this happening? And this is because, you know, like organizing this, like basically decentralizing your marketing, it's a lot of work. You have to coordinate that a lot of people do one particular quest or task uh, that that still brings value to your marketing budget. And then you need to review or validate your quality and still pay them. And that is, a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big thing to do. You know, if you will try to do it right now, you will start doing some Excel or Google Sheets uh, and then, you know, like you will have to have some lists here and there. And it's, it just becomes an um, organizational and logistical nightmare right away. But <clears throat> uh, mixing mixing uh, crypto with this entire thing, it solves the point that you can very easily and very cheaply uh, transfer rewards or, you know, to, to hundreds or thousands of people at once, you know, like through use of smart contracts and so on, you know, through this like a batch, batch transactions and so on. So this was one of the things of the puzzle that we didn't have before. But today you can do it very easy. So um, with my two partners, Stan and Yasha and I, we decided to create this platform to not concentrate on common like retweet because there are some like people call it bounty hunting platforms out there that do this. But to, you know, focus on, on tasks and quests that really create value. Again, you know, like if you create a video, video review or a tutorial or an article or design an infographic or a meme or create a song, whatever, you need to have a minimum amount of knowledge to do it. So that means people are learning this foundational knowledge. Then you need to have some skills. That means people continue working on their skills. And then, you know, like through the validation, you can reward the people. So with that in mind, I said that there's like three perspectives uh, to the many, and that's the, the many is how it started. And because my my partners are really like into DGM stuff and Web3 stuff, you can argument we started there. But through the middle of last year, 
you know, as I am learning more about Bitcoin, really liking the philosophy and so on, I said, like, you know, I would like to have a Bitcoin only platform. And so the idea of Earn B was born. Um, this is what I've been starting to present since since November, preparing everything and so on. Um, maybe one day I can just dedicate to 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 the Earn B um, and do not nothing else, you know, so that I am just focusing on Bitcoin only companies. That's my dream. But first, I have both a personal as well as a legal compromise to my partners to develop the many. So. I'm kind of like doing the two in parallel. And the third, pers third perspective is eventually we will go to not web two, you could call it, or traditional companies. But yeah, imagine if, like I worked for Lufthansa before. Imagine if Lufthansa together with Starlines or Austrian Swiss, if they will have their own platform and then they can distribute miles like from their miles and more things. Mm -hmm. So then, then you have another perspective on things. Then you're, it's no longer web three. It's no longer Bitcoin. It's just, you know, like, decentralizing marketing mm -hmm. and that's at the very end what what we're doing with it uh but yeah maybe it's gonna have another brand maybe it's gonna go under uh, under the many okay uh, maybe maybe by then like bitcoin is uh catching up <laughs> with different countries and maybe lufthansa would like to distribute satoshis <laughs> who, <laughs> who, knows? who knows right who knows, yeah yeah so maybe it's just earn me but 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 yeah so but that's kind of like like the whole idea i try to explain it very very easy that's good. Yeah, you explained it well. Yeah, my when you told me the news about um, Earn B, God, know my dad is proud of you because he was like first with Dimani is like ah it's shit coins, but since Earn B you've earned his respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're we're all finding our way, right? Yeah, uh, no, for sure. I'm not going to criticize anyone who w wants to use Dimani. Oh, no, for um, sure. because may, may, maybe there's something. Look, I I would rather have people at least understanding what they are getting into. And using the, your time to learn, getting skills, getting to know other people, maybe what I what I imagine is most likely they will end up uh, with Bitcoin because th this was my way. I started super DJing yeah. and then, you know, it's like as I'm learning, progressing, it's like, oh, okay, there's no second best, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, 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 and on other places, people are just gambling their money and, and so on, losing uh, like 98, 99% of the people lose money while trading. So at least here they can kind of like participate in these things. But but yeah, uh, on the D-Mini, there is going to be a direct link for people to go on the earn beat page and win satoshis you know it's like okay so you want to get into bitcoin this is your way into bitcoin and on the earn beat there's going to be more education so that they stick to it so you're making bridges but between both platforms i don't you know i don't i don't criticize because like this is how i how i how i started myself exactly no you should never um, criticize because obviously but, i wouldn't yeah. go spitting on other projects on other cryptocurrencies because i believe they all have interesting projects and values um even though I know Bitcoin is the way. Um, but again, everybody's free to do what they think is wise and the best path. The topic of tokenization on Bitcoin and so on might change some things. I don't know, like there's now these people running with with wizards as memes and, and loading NFTs on, on Bitcoin. So it's maybe showing some trend. I don't know, like, like my position is like innovation should happen and it's natural, but at the same time, like, on 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 my Bitcoin side of things, like you know, because I'm educating and 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 showing a lot of people, exposing them to Bitcoin, uh, it makes my work harder. Of you know, like when you have really high fees because the network is polluted. Mm -hmm. So you see why sometimes I feel like torn apart, just in the middle, broken down into different ways of thinking. But yeah, 
I don't know. I just hope that uh, problems are, are addressed and solved. They are definitely addressed. <laughs> I can see on my feed, <laughs> on my Nostr and on my Twitter. But let's let's see how things develop. In the meantime, you know, uh, we believe that decentralizing marketing is going to um, maybe not make the internet a little bit more genuine. But my hope is that people really only participate on projects that they like. So if you like, I don't know, imagine that... Um, you have long hair and, and, and now like uh, a, a really like small natural shampoo company or something has created something that makes your hair beautiful again. And you want to talk about this project, then you're going to do. And whether you win uh, like Fiat, uh, some altcoins, shit coins or, or Satoshis, you know, it's kind of like every single person's decisions, but, but we're going to be there. And the idea is that, you know, like from every platform, they can all go to like discover the other platforms as well. But not from RB to... <laughs> <laughs> to the many uh, and, and also not from rmb to, to 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 the fiat version but definitely like from the others to, to yeah, rmb that makes sense okay um yeah so you gave your future aspirations for those um platforms what's your future aspirations and what do you see in the future of um WeSpark? how do you see it evolving from mm -hmm. now so um, you have to imagine that Whisper has been operating at a minimum. I mean, all of Whisper's energy time has been going into into the many and R&B. Okay. Um, do you still have, do, do yeah, you still have, have um, people working? I mean, employees working there? Uh, yeah, but everyone working on the many and R&B. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you, <laughs> so, you yeah. converted them into uh, going there, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, like from time to time, there are things that I have taken, some little businesses, they don't take more than 10, 20% of, of all my time because I'm committed to 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 RMB, I'm committed to the many and so on. Um, but you know like uh, there was a project uh, with the with a part with the department from the US government that helps uh, like uh, countries outside of the US to uh, and helps them to develop their NGOs and to reach their social goals and things like this right mm -hmm. So since it was something very nice and pure, it has to do with education. It has to do with helping the world. I decided to take a contract uh, with them. I cannot talk any details yeah. or anything uh, more, fine. you know, but that's what I can mention. So I, I took it. Now then uh, we were, we started a little project with my uncle called 21bitcoiners.com. And the idea is that we have like, we started creating Bitcoin uh, art, but each thing will only have 21 pieces maximum in total. So with that in mind, um, yeah, with that in mind, I mean, uh, this was like basically we sparked resources and time that went into doing all of this stuff. So we are also doing that. We even started like little, not uh, let's not call it partnership. I don't want to be ahead of, of anything, but we started cooperating a little bit with Mi Primer Bitcoin or my first Bitcoin right, in yes. English. Uh, right. I, I mean, I we also them. like um, sold the art together with them, so to raise for donations and and also like for, for some workshops with them as well. But, sorry, I need to clean my nose. Yeah. But um, but basically what I want to say is that, you know, like Whispark is involved in these things and maybe I will be able to turn a little bit more uh, as things happen, you know, as things, I, I prefer to talk about results and not about about some compromises or talks that, that we have had. Yeah. And look, and this is like a little bit of, of what I did last time. This one I didn't do myself. Okay, it looks like the it, it looks like the one in uh, Budapest. Yeah, exactly. It's based on it, but it was done by a a master wood a worker, or I don't know what, Carver, what is yeah. the term, but 
a master in, in woodworking okay. uh, from from Vietnam. Wow. And uh, he made it by hand. It's wicked. It took three days. Three days. To, to, to create a coffee. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. that well. I was already feeling some people <laughs> there in Vietnam. So, yeah, this is the... But look, it's a Satoshi. It looks a little bit Asian Satoshi, yeah, right? <laughs> like, Which yeah, is, yeah. Sure. It's not so good. <laughs> but, yeah. So, maybe I will present to the people. And if the other people uh, like it, then this is going to be one out of 21. And then I'm going to contact uh, this uh, master woodworker mm. again. A master wood craftsman. Or, uh, I forget the name, sorry. And I will ask him to do 20 more. I mean, it's going to be a couple of months salary, yeah. you know, like like <laughs> for them at a really, really also like a good price as well. So beaconers uh, will be supporting uh, the artists. And then we are also kind of like making a little bit profitable business where we get to stack some more subs and then even make cooler, nicer art. Yeah. That's good. Okay, I thought it was digital art, but it's actual physical art. So I heard you want to go back to El Salvador in the upcoming years. Is there a reason for that? I kid you not, 10 minutes before before uh, we started mm-hmm. our call, uh, our like your podcast <laughs> and our interview, Um I sent two emails to people from the Salvadoran government, one asking them uh, to help with understanding the current tax incentives and so on from El Salvador for opening a company there. And the second one uh, asking support with understanding the process of opening the, uh, you know, a company in El Salvador under my current conditions. Um, Yes, I mean, I'm 100% thinking now not only considering, but I feel that the decision has been made already unconsciously. I just need to say it out loud. But it seems very much that I will be moving my companies uh, from Germany to Perfect. Technically, not moving. I will close them. Yeah, you close them to Europe and then, them. Yeah, and then reopen in yeah. Salvador. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, the, I don't like... Uh, Europe has been having a lot of... Uh, let's call it Authoritarian, directed, yeah, yeah. somehow. Uh, I, know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I am highly, highly unsatisfied with where Europe is going. Um, I don't like it. I am, I am scared. Like generally scared. I am uh, fearful in the long term. Um, and yeah, you know, like I always have considered myself for a good least like 15 years, a global citizen. I feel comfortable wherever I go. Like I've been working in, 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 in India, even before, like from Osama, Germany to India and many European countries traveling across many countries and, and I feel comfortable everywhere. So I will always go and add value. That means as in paying the, my taxes uh, hiring uh, local people mm-hmm. and serving local uh, businesses, or at least from there. I mean, with Bitcoin, you can serve international to the countries that are the closest to my values and principles. And I believe that every entrepreneur should Absolutely, be the same. Yeah. Are you fully El Salvadorian? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm fully Salvadorian in my heart, in my blood, <laughs> and, and, and you yeah. know, I was born and raised in El Salvador. Okay, yeah, so Literally your parents speaking, are Salvadorian. I'm yeah. German now, but I'm even considering, like, 
leaving again my German passport for the Salvadorian one, which is uh, also you, ha- you had to you have to f- you had to forego your El Salvador- El yeah, Salvadorian passport. Yeah, I have to give mine away. But let's see, there are some laws that might change, so maybe I get to retain both. Uh, okay. But yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I, there's I, some, I always thought you could keep two. That's weird. You know, okay. at, at some point and at some age, you will start strategizing with your with your uh, you know like passport strategy right like which passports do you should you have you know like where is your residency all of these things matter and have an impact on your businesses an impact on your on your personal life and on your uh, family and future generations so uh mm-hmm. since around one and a half years i started learning more about that and i'm just going to make the hopefully the most rational decisions about it, even through some of them, you know, like if I tell my, like, like my parents or anyone from El Salvador that I'm changing um, the German passport for El Salvador and they will think that I'm absolutely bollocks, Mad. that I'm crazy, yeah. you know. I'd see why, but yeah. Yeah. It is a power, it is a powerful passport, especially yeah, but, it's Europe, but it, does it, is it yeah. worth, is it worth it? Is it worth it? That's a personal question, right? And depends exactly. on, on, on your plans, so... And on your future as well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has the far has the farmer's strike uh, hit uh, Germany yet? Mm. Because I know it, it hit obviously France. Uh, it's and then it's, it's now hitting yes. Belgium. Yes, it did. Um, it did. Look, are you feeling it? Or <clears throat> to be honest, there are many many things to it. This is a very complex uh, problem. I skipped yeah. most of it because I was uh, traveling in Thailand and Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the past month, um, what. Traveling, but also workation, right? I mean, I cannot leave uh, the many and earn be unattended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we sure. have to continue. All of us, whatever we are, but but yeah, I mean, it's politics, and if you ask me, it's been just that. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's many perspectives, but but the one that I see is that you know because of some government. Uh, regulations, market controlling and ideas that, you know, like uh, making some prices a little bit cheaper and so on, uh, blocking other countries such as Ukraine from participating in the in the EU uh, yeah, agricultural industry and so on, then all of these protests are happening, right? So, so yeah, like what makes the most sense? The most sense is that we uh, source food from where is the highest quality and the cheapest moving food around is super easy so ukraine has that thing but you know like people if the subsidizes go away then they will be like for many farmers there will be you know like uh, out of business many of them right away you know like if they have to pay more taxes they are out of business it's not no longer profitable anymore but that's the thing is that you know like uh I mean, here we start philosophizing into like, is it a free market? What is a free market? You know, some people even say that free market is regulated by the government. Other people that free market is really liberal. To be honest, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I, I feel uncomfortable to actually like suggest anything or any solution yeah. because I simply don't know enough about the topic. My knowledge no, about this topic no, it, is a few be, hours of learning. It'd be learning. insane to debate on a topic that yeah, you, yeah. I, I yeah exactly. Some friends usually want me to debate on certain topics. Yeah, so I'd be I'd be honest with them. I'd be like, if I don't yeah, know I don't, about I don't it, even I'm debate, not going to be. I don't even debate yeah. uh, because the debate is ridiculous. Discussion, yeah. dialogue is okay in a debate. Well, debating can be constructive depending yeah, on yeah, how exactly, you. Exactly. Another it's debate, it's not yeah, yeah, it's not yelling at each other, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but remember that in a debate, by definition, one side is fighting to 
prove this point to other side in a discussion is two sides that want to find where they converge. Uh, middle grounds. That. Yeah. So that is kind of like why you know, the school debates and all this stuff, you know, it's like it makes no sense. Dialogue. You just, you just have to have a logical debate. To, yeah, yeah, get somewhere. That, that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I will, I will, I will, I will <laughs> skip. <laughs> For present, skip. Boop. Do you know when do you want to leave for Salvador? Is it going to be like this year? Yeah, seems so. I'm I'm slowly moving. I mean, uh, try to open companies maybe in March or something. I don't know. I have to I have to talk with my tax lawyer. I also don't want to do anything that is going to make me liable to paying lots of money for virtually the wrong timing, right? That's that's the thing. So what will yeah. happen with um, Jasha? Are you still going to collaborate, but from a distance, or is he also considering? Yeah, moving? of course. So you know, like basing myself on El Salvador doesn't mean living in El Salvador all the time. You know, yeah. it just means that uh, this is where my headquarters is going to be. I will always okay. be returning and that's why to spend most of the time, but you'll also yeah, be kind of back to Germany. Yeah, but I will still be around here in Europe. Um, I will okay. still be like traveling through Asia and so on. So, yeah, I mean, look, the world is. I mean, it's huge and at the same time tiny, man. So I will be working there where I'm needed. And everything what I need is just to to, to kind of like not control, but to check on my schedule that the hours are kind of like, well, with working with my partners and so on. Yeah. So maybe spending some time in Portugal, some time in Spain, then El Salvador, coming back to You seem to, to like really and... traveling. You seem like yeah, to yeah, yeah, actually yeah. enjoy so that. A little bit like not a digital nomad because digital nomad had really no base, but going a little bit in that direction i don't know man let's let's see let's see where where, where things where things go i mean yeah, I'm not yeah, the you travel. have you traveled a lot in, in the past or are you only starting to travel now yeah remember that i, I say that i work uh for airlines before oh yeah okay yeah so I yeah mean, yeah that is where <laughs> I was at the peak of my no wait it wasn't my peak of my traveling maybe i was flying more often but now I'm, i've been visiting more distant and cool places for yeah, longer more periods of time. To, yeah okay yeah, yeah. to before, really like, oh, okay let's fly to turkey and then i will fly to turkey over one weekend and then come back yeah uh, right it's not enough to immerse yourself, immerse yourself in the culture do you actually do that just to have, for fun just like travel and drinking and stuff or do you actually go there and immerse yourself in the culture and uh explore yeah, the country mentally, the best thing that you can do is uh, go somewhere and like be invited to someone else's house or stay there and then really like mix to it but that's the most difficult thing right as a tourist you never get it but if you stay longer times you start meeting some people maybe you make some friends and that's the coolest part so i don't know what to tell more than that it is very exciting when you just start saying yes to many things. I mean, just be careful. Don't get kidnapped or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> maybe you end in Myanmar or in one of these like slave camps. Yeah. Um, I would love to go to Myanmar, by the way, but it's a little bit like the risk is a little bit too high now. Yeah. I, 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 skipped, I, I skipped this time frame a few years ago where I could have done something. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I believe that exploring is really, really cool. And like when growing up, like Indiana Jones movies were uh, some of my favorite movies, like the first one, the third one. And, you know, like some places where I travel and then maybe you wake up to, to some uh, like uh, maybe Islamic prayers or, or 
or you're just uh, joining like uh, meditation courses uh, made by, by Buddhist monks as well, like as, as I just did a couple of days ago. That's wicked. Um, it's just really nice. It really feels yeah. that you're exploring. The coolest thing is when you when you get to go out of the of the beaten path, of the most traveled path, you know, when you go to a city that has no airport, when you go to a country that, that remote, is a little yeah, bit more with no, with this, Which isn't touched by tourism. Yeah, sorry? Yeah, which isn't touched yeah, by tourism. That, that's remote. Exactly. That feels really, really cool. And that the thing is that it has so much, so much value uh, back um, to you, uh, particularly because when you are doing this this stuff you're learning from so many perspectives you learn many things and i don't know like something it feels like a dog cross the street you notice something whatever and then you have a little story that one day you will be able to use on a on a business uh, context yeah do you do you have any advice for um people that want to travel and discover the world um yeah like do your do your research before you know if you're really going to 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 go to distant places uh, check a little bit to learn about the cultures like go yeah. on and google like do and don't list uh, india you know and then and then there's many things that you're not supposed to do in india and there are things that you should be encouraged to do and so on but yeah i haven't really traveled the world uh, i have seen maybe something between 40 and 50 countries only which is which so is a, 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 it's, it's a lot right but but I, but you know like because i work in airlines i knew other people that have been to 70 80 or something like this so there's always someone who has traveled more than you so it's you have to keep a balance and and yeah and i guess that you know when you do this if you're going for a long time far away traveling you have to know that there are some 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 negative part to it you will miss most of your friends' birthdays, parties, maybe maybe weddings, maybe uh, daughters or sons uh, that that are born on their birthday, uh, the yeah, like birth parties, whatever, baby mm -hmm. showers. So you miss all of these things. Yeah. Uh, same with family and so on. So so yeah, uh, there's pros and cons to everything. There's there's places and situations for everybody out there. So. But only by exploring different things, you will find what fits best to you. Okay. I've got two last questions before we, we end off. Um, sure. One is that um, I've seen you obviously um, public speak a couple of times. One, obviously, through videos like uh, the TEDx talk. I saw it recently at the um, Adopting Bitcoin conference in El Salvador. Uh, I've obviously seen you on stage in Cologne. Um, I believe you're very powerful um uh, public speaker do you have any um advice on that on how to properly present a topic with passion to be honest i don't have any like super general advice to anyone else uh more than you know you have to try it out but the thing is that I learned through one way and I can only suggest it because that's the only thing that I know mm -hmm. when I was 13 or 14 years old um my parents i had a lot of troubles communicating um right so i'm more of a visual thinker i was learning and particularly uh, i had trouble explaining ideas 
so people will not understand what I'm talking about and so on. I wrote an article about it on LinkedIn. So if you look for Nelson Eno and okay. put on my LinkedIn, there's an article called What's Wrong With My Mind? Mm-hmm. Maybe nothing is wrong. It's just a little bit different. Um, but I found that there are other people like, like, like me out there. And due to this, you know, but then my parents are like, okay, you, <laughs> this guy is just slow when it comes to, <laughs> to communicating and talking or something. So they sent me to to a series of programs from an institute called Dale Carnegie. Okay. Dale Carnegie. Oh, yeah, yeah, the author of uh, how, to inf- uh, how to Influence and Influence People. Exactly, yeah, from books. that yes. author. And, so yeah, on. Yeah. and there I learned about public speaking. They call it rhetoric. Uh, I learned uh, yeah, I learned different things. I cannot remember which which courses I made, but I, I made like two or three of them. So I got like the certificates from when I was very young. Mm-hmm. At the age of 13, 14, 15, I was doing this stuff. And uh, yeah, this is this is how I learned it. Uh, I mean, it's a skill that you can acquire. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You've just got to train, uh, practice, do it. and but, so- but yeah, but the mindset plays a role, right? So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to rock it. Yeah, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, like when, when I'm, when I'm pitching R&B or the many, I'm just thinking, you know, when I pitch the many, I'm just, uh, uh, um, I just go out there and think like, okay, I'm going to help a lot of people that uh, in, in multiple countries, to get a little bit extra income for them. So then maybe they, they, they sell these tokens and then they get their current local currency or, or, or US dollars yeah. or fiat, you know, and so on. When I go and pitch earn B, I say like, okay, I'm going to help a lot of people that maybe already know a little bit about Bitcoin to earn some Satoshis and start stacking, you know? So I, I'm not thinking like, oh, what are people going to think or something? I'm just thinking is I want to get the biggest amount of people to learn about this because Fuck, fuck it. If they are not, they are missing out. And it's going to play a big role with year to year passing. It's going to play a bigger role and it's going to be harder and harder to, 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 to stack, you know, like more, more Satoshis and so on. So it is better that they hear it from me now than anything else. And when people have questions and people have critical questions, I'm going to be honest when I don't know, I'm going to say like, look, I don't know. Uh, maybe we can talk about this. Maybe you know someone who could teach me about this. Uh, and when I uh, have something, we have made a problem, I just say like, look, we have this problem. I don't know how to solve it. Maybe you have an idea. We can talk afterwards. Or if I can answer it, I just answer straight away. But I'm I'm not going with the perspective of, oh, how is it going to feel? How are people going to check me? I'm just thinking, it's like, how can I get most of the people to believe in me? And with that in mind, I have one single recommendation and one recommendation only. Whenever you're going to do a presentation or public speaking, you have to have an outcome that you want. There must be a call to action. You have to ask people something. You know, like, try this out. Join my team. Uh, learn this. Whatever. But there must be something. If there is nothing like this, don't go and talk because the, you're losing people's time. Yeah. You know? okay. if, if, if you're teaching them something... Ask them to continue doing so or to, to help you change the world, whatever. Okay. But but there has to be something. I believe that is the that is the, the 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 one only thing that I can say for sure. Everything else you can learn. There's yeah. YouTube videos, there's guys, there's, there's books, the Carnegie, yeah, yeah. there's it's absolutely whatever, okay, so right? you, you have to convey a powerful a powerful message with passion and have a call to action. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 the message has to be actionable. Um, there has to be something that you want to change because when you are taking people's time and this responsibility of going in front of the stage 
you want to change something, you want to inform, ask people, you know, there, there must be something that you want to do with it. It's not just about talking, uh, you know, else you're just doing maybe improv, maybe you're doing entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe you just want to give people a laugh, but that, that is still something. It's not outcome, yeah. Right? It's to make people laugh. Yeah, okay. help people forget about their problems or something. But there's always a reason for you to go on stage. Like, not because someone sent you or because you want to be better at public speaking. It has to be because you want to you want to change something. Okay. And my last question to you, Nelson, sure. is obviously you're an entrepreneur. What again, it's always advice. It's always how I end these episodes is your last thoughts and advice is what would you advise to any aspiring entrepreneur that's scared to take the first step? <laughs> I will take uh, the oldest wisdom of Master Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There is try, but <laughs> when you go there, look, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. This is my absolutely very honest opinion. There is a, an, an increasing trend that everyone wants to be their own boss and thing, but it's a man, it's shit. The, the bad times are, are shit. Yeah pure shit <laughs> ridiculously like like heavy time fuck i'm sorry that i have to say this word it's difficult it's hard it's challenging yeah. um on my worst days i have been going down on my knees naked crying in the middle of my of my <laughs> fucking house because i had really bad days i have seen i have had days where i thought i don't know how to pay for my apartment yeah. i have like had moments where i had like uh, going from 20k to minus 10k uh, euros in two or three weeks um it's, hard, it's for sure. super strong emotionally speaking right it's like a you know there is this this um metaphor that people use that entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster and heck you know i'm not going to be now like nelson trying to be innovative in innovative or something this is the best metaphor it's like a roller coaster you know you will be excited like, then ah, you will be scared then yeah. You, you know, so it's, 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 it's always different. And at the very end, I believe that the one suggestion that I can tell you, uh, wait, I'm not, I'm going to save it for the end. <laughs> Before that, I, I, I want that everyone understands how I, how I define entrepreneurship. By the way, I don't know the definition of entrepreneurship, whatever the Oxford Dictionary or some of these, like all institutes, institutions mm -hmm. say, I mean, it's cool that we have definitions for everything, yeah. but but some things require practical definitions. And for me, the definition of entrepreneurship is when, yeah, basically when you take your time, your energy, and, well, your certainty that some things might or might not happen, and then you gamble them for an opportunity to create an ad value for the world and that is entrepreneurship so it's nothing not because you use every single second of your conscious time because you put all of your energy because you had the highest amount of resources whatever there is no guarantee that things are going to work you are gambling them you're like like kind of like staking them and see and see what happens with them you're you know there's there's no warranties but but at least it gives you an opportunity to create a project of value for the world so you can do your change. And that is innovation. Uh, sorry, that is entrepreneurship for me. Now, with that in mind, my suggestion is that you better fucking have 
a true thing that you want to change in the world. Most of the companies out there started because there was a problem or a dissatisfaction, something that someone said, this could be better and I can change it. So this thing should be really clear to you. Don't grab yourself from an idea because ideas fail. Believe me, I, I have pivoted from ideas so many times. Um, the first three, four, five months of Whispark, I had not a customer, man. It was going crazy. And then, you know, the first one came and it was a big company. And then the second one, a bigger company, the third one, a super bigger company. Like that was Procter & Gamble, the third one, by the way. Uh, so, so what I'm trying to say is that you should really uh, have something that you want to solve. Because if your idea fails, then that's it. There's no more idea. What can you do now? Whether if there is a problem that you want to solve at all costs, if your first idea didn't work and your second idea didn't work and your idea number 17 didn't work, there's still a problem that you are that you have compromised yourself to solve, right? There's something that you still need to change out there. And this thing needs to be personal. It needs to, it needs to influence you or someone else's that you know's life. And if it does, then maybe and just maybe is going to propulsate you and give you the energy that you need to reach the high times. And it's going to give you the reasons to nonstop continue during the worst times. So that's it. Have something. I mean, people call it purpose, whatever. I, I would not label. I would not label anything. You know, go call it whatever the fuck you want, but you need to care about it. And you really want to change it. That's it. Period. Perfect. <laughs> Nelson, you know, it was, a, it was an honor to have you on. Thank you very much. 